Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence, way, way, way subpar host of the show. You're Mark Lawrence? Yep. That must be I'm Joe McGranahan. <laughs> But your na- nickname's not Muggy. That's somebody else. Muggy? Mm-hmm. No, I don't believe that's, that's my Mike nickname. Mike Glazer's nickname, he oh, tells okay. us. I have a lot of things people call me, but Muggy isn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is your brain Muggy ever? Oh, a <laughs> few days a week, I would say. Yeah, same. Okay, so welcome on board, everybody. It is the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, Joe is... A actual conservative. I portray a liberal on the radio, and uh, together we discuss important issues of the day. We can talk about any state, national, or local issue you wish to. Joe's a history buff and an expert on presidents, and I believe... uh, I'm not an expert. Well... You're a history buff who's highly informed on presidents, and you have a good memory, so that's <laughs> well, that, that sets you apart in this room. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Lynn Hall's our fabulous producer on the other side of the glass, so she's ready for your phone call if you wish to dial now us talk up. talk about a history buff. There's a history buff. Right. Yeah. You, you people that don't forget anything. That's Incidentally, weird. I, I don't know whether I'm, Lynn was as appalled by that as I was this morning. I heard on CBS News at 7 o'clock that eighth graders have scored the worst scores in history since they started keeping records. Right. Impact this of the year, pandemic said you know, to be a big factor. What a shame. Yeah. Well, and the fact that they don't teach history. They do civics. Mm-hmm. And we discuss all this touchy-feely stuff instead of who, what happened, why it happened, and where it happened, and to whom it happened. Do you think normal people use their history lessons from school, though? Um, like you and I aren't, don't count. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I think that uh, Santayana said, if you don't understand history, you're doomed to repeat it. So I think there's certainly lessons to be taught to us from history, whether we absorb them or reject them is, I guess, largely up to us. Mm-hmm. So, But we still get history majors popping out of schools, and so... Um, well, so what do you do with the degree in history? If you don't teach it, there's very little you can do with a specific <laughs> wow. degree in history. Right, but I'm just saying there's still uh, we still seem to generate people. Although most of the folks that are writing books about history are just a little bit older, you know, not sort of the younger crowd. Well, there's some great historians out there writing really insightful and meaningful books, you know. And I like to think I'm reading as many of them as I can. As you can. All right. Well, but well, you know, it, it ties into the discussion you and I had briefly before going on the air the fact that teachers are leaving the profession in droves. So, I mean, it's going to be harder for people to learn any kind of a lesson if we don't stop hemorrhaging teachers. And yep. this is, by the way, Teacher Appreciation Day. Well, and I think part of it is teachers are under a lot of pressure these days from a wide range of uh, issues. Uh, parents, uh, you say, uh, well, let's just do one sentence. Well, they talk about the number one reason that a lot of teachers
teachers are giving for leaving the profession is behavior in the classroom. Uh, that's for according to a visiting fellow at Fordham Institute and author of the book, What is Wrong with Our Schools? He says, there's a kind of trend away from discipline, from standard punishments, consequences, and behavior is worsening across the country, and it's affecting everything else in education, including teacher morale. Okay, so that's one factor, and there have been others, of course. Being, that's a pretty big one, though. Uh, you know, some of the nastier assaults by parents, not physical assaults, but uh, criticism and uh, backbiting by parents, and the things that are going on at school board meetings where you have individuals that are pretty upset about what is being taught, the content. Um, I still love my idea of making everything available in the school online, so uh, uh, live streaming, so you can watch what the students are learning. You know, if, if parents didn't know what was going on in the school, that's their own dumb fault, so this would be one way to solve that. But anyway, we'll get into greater okay. detail about that. History is sort of the uh, feather that we, uh, we're stepping on to get started here, but we can uh, talk about other topics. We're stepping on a feather? Well, I don't know. This is <laughs> history life. I don't believe I've ever heard that well, before. I made it up. It's a new <laughs> metaphor. Okay. On the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our telephone open right now. we got one line occupied. Oh, Bobby's on the line. Okay, 570-743-9565, 570-743-WDKOK. You can email us at onthemark at wdkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. So we'd love to hear from you. We had an email yesterday that related to... Uh, this would be about President Biden, okay? Which was our topic yesterday, right? right? So we can read that. Another email is listed as EV fee, so that would be about electric vehicles in Pennsylvania, and another one is about violence. So uh, we can read those. But callers always go first. Bob's first. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yes, I'm going to say good morning, everyone. Of course, you know I've been around the you know the broadcasting field for a long time, and of course there's an acquisition that's going on up in the Wilkesbury Scranton area uh, of Channel 16 that uh, is what? I'm going to say on hold for some reason. And um, I no, I don't know you know as far as buying TV stations up. Of course, I know in in the radio business at one time if you were going to start um, a business, uh, you had to have enough capital. To, you know, you know, maybe Joe, you can elaborate on this. Like back then, I think you had to have a a one-year operating capital without advertising. You know, as far as any income. See, I don't know what those rules are anymore. Uh, Joe does not know about uh, the acquisition of uh, TV. He had to leave the room, but he'll be back very shortly. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, he doesn't know about that. But anyway, so way in there, let's see. So the Channel 16's being bought. And what were were they? They were, what, a New York Times yeah, property yeah, for yeah. a while. And, Are, and uh, the reason I know this is because I was up in Scranton not, not too long ago, and uh, I went to try to get in WNEP studio, and everything was locked. And they had, like, a phone number to call. So I called this phone number, and, like, you know, for the news department. But then maybe, like, uh, 10 or 20 minutes later, a salesperson came in, and they said all the uh, um, deliveries had to go to the back of the building. But here, uh, from what I understand, okay, I, I talked with one of the um, videographers at, um, that, that works for Fox on a Sunday afternoon at the Front Street Station um, when uh, Leo Armbruster had his uh, uh, CD release party. But anyhow, I, you know, as soon as I see somebody in the media, I always, always go up and talk to them. But anyhow, he said that they were uh, not allowed to hire anyone um, 
and so, because I guess the sale hasn't officially gone through. Gotcha. And uh, of course, to keep a station on the air, and I know from being being around here and starting in the Susquehanna Valley, you had to have a chief operator. I mean, you don't necessarily, um, uh, you know, to test the equipment and all that. So there's a gentleman who's assigned the transmitter site. Um, but other than that, uh, I don't know how they're. I'm going to say making ends meet, and I still get the uh, trade magazines. Oh, do you? Okay, good. Well, and I know uh, LNP, the Lancaster Newspaper Group, that does uh, what the uh, Lan- What's the name of the Lancaster paper, Joe? Intelligencer. The Intelligencer and um, the other p- papers down. The two other papers were involved, and they were donated to WITF. So you know the TV affiliate down there. Uh, uh, and it got to was given the LNP newspaper, so that's uh, kind of an interesting change in the media field as well. Yes. So, all right, we got you, Bobby. Yeah, media acquisitions always a hot topic. All right, thank, thank you. you, sir. Yep, appreciate that, Lance. We talked about why teachers are leaving. Discipline is the main reason, says Joe. I'm sure it's more no, like it's, morale. I didn't say that. It's oh. one of the the writers of the article who was okay, a Joe did not visiting say that. fellow at the Fordham <laughs> Institute. Gotcha. I'm not a visiting fellow. Well, that's the reason why my wife left the teaching profession. I can tell you that. There you go. And that was doggone near a half a century ago. And I can only think it had to have gotten exponentially worse since then. I mean, it was just absolutely no backup. Kid would act out, cause all kinds of trouble. And they take them to the principal's office, and then they line her out. And I mean, that was that. That's right, local here. Okay. That wasn't in some uh, city or anything like that. Well, I'm sure this. I'm sure the stress of teaching is adding up now too, you know, with constant pressure from parents uh, to you know to do things differently. Plus the political, I guess, uh, would you call it political? Uh, parents are concerned about wokeism in the school. Is the word they're using to describe when students learn things they don't agree with? Well, I, yeah, I mean that's uh, the whole thing like that. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, also, you talk about the history uh, major. I have the. Uh, nephew that I think you interact with uh, once in a while working for a service organization there in Sunbury. Okay. And uh, and uh, anyway, that's his major. I'm pretty sure it was history. Okay. He's fascinated by it. So I'm, I'm just saying that uh, hey, you uh, use your degree. A lot of places will hire a person just because they have a degree and they figure that they're smart enough to do the job. Uh, one of them was like, <laughs> That's how no, Joe really. got his That's job. Well, a survey conducted by the National Center for Education Statistics found that 44% of public schools report having full or part-time teacher vacancies. It found that 61% of public schools reporting at least one vacancy cited the pandemic for the open jobs. Most of the vacancies were due to resignations, not retirement, the survey reported. And a Rhode Island high school teacher, Ramona Bessinger, raised concern over teachers being forced to, quote, adhere to political ideologies in the classroom. Yeah, unquote. that's what I think's probably got to be worse, is the idea you teach something that's in the curriculum, you, you, you were told it was okay, and next thing you know, parents and, and Republicans are all over you. 
Blame it on the Republicans. Huh? Well, they're doing the wokeism. I'm not saying that the, all the oh. political pressure comes from Republicans, but that's who's doing the wokeism well, actually, outcry at the moment. What she said, what this teacher said, is that teachers are being forced to adhere to these political ideologies in the classroom, and contrary to what their personal beliefs are, and contrary to what is even right or true. For example, this anti-American content that we're seeing, this anti-girl, anti-boy content that we're seeing. So it's from both ends. It's the content they disagree with, plus uh, content that parents disagree with. with and they right. give the so they're being the, the teachers for. are being pulled, I guess, in right. a number of different directions. Right. Okay. So that's a better answer. Well, that would be the ultimate frustration if you were a teacher, wouldn't it? Well, right. this and lady said the teachers are being left with a moral decision to make, and many are opting out. You can't. Well, that just can't blame them for that at all. You really can't. Yes, CBS but, you was... You know, then to uh, add everything to it, uh, they're trying to make sure that the public school is a monopoly. I mean, the power to do that is incredible with those uh, teachers' unions and all. And just think now, if General Motors was the only people who were allowed to sell automobiles, what kind of automobiles would we wind up with? General Motors with automobiles. No <laughs> Joe knows. Right, we'd have, I know the we'd answer to that no, one. <laughs> we'd wind up with General Motors products. Joe Unfortunately, knows that we with, like Ford here. No comp- all right, with no competition <laughs> to do anything better, how long until they just be, well, you got to buy this stupid hunk of crap, and that's the way it would go. It's just human nature without competition. Competition is what made this country. No, but I think when I, I can, may I disagree with you for a minute? I think public education made this country. The idea that we we try to provide an education for young people uh, based on nothing more than their ability to get up in the morning and go to the classroom. They don't have to jump through any hoops. You know, the public education system, I think, has made this country great. Now, granted, I'm not a big fan of uh, the teachers' unions, even though I studied to be a teacher. I'm not in favor of the teachers' unions and and the influence they exert over the process. And I believe that teachers uh, should not be tenured. I believe that teachers should rise or fall based on their ability to teach. But I still think our focus should be on making the public education system as strong and viable as it can be. Well, name one other public thing that works. I mean, seriously. Take Look, look at like uh, our uh, bypass. Started out at $300 million and now it's over a billion. And then mm, it's not over great, a billion yet. It's not over a billion. Okay. It's nine hundred okay. million. <laughs> He's ten minutes away, so don't push it. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, well, we're pretty close to it. Now. Right. Okay. All right. Now, the time that they did it, there at Northumberland, that was an abomination. I mean, I people lived right there on Queen Street in Northumberland, and that was taking one forty-seven, about one forty-seven, running it down a. Uh, uh, well, they ran residential area. Yeah, they ran okay. southbound down Queen Street and northbound went up Warren Street. So, having but have right, you ever okay. heard the phrase "a temporary inconvenience for a permanent improvement"? Right. Northumberland doesn't have any issues today. Yeah, having lived on Orange Street, I remember That's the right. detour okay. well. All right. <laughs> so why didn't they wait until 
the bypass was done, and they wouldn't have had to have done that. Because the road, down. Because the road was deteriorating, Lance, and if it had been allowed to continue to deteriorate, we'd all be saying, what's wrong with PennDOT? Why'd they let those roads in Northumberland deteriorate? Why didn't they fix them when they had the chance? Yeah, PennDOT said they couldn't wait. The road yeah. was falling in, and they had to fix it ASAP. Okay, but I mean, I went over it every day, and I didn't think it was <laughs> well, I don't that know. bad. I, I don't know. And your degree in in road engineering is from what institution? <laughs> Common sense. Yeah, they got eggheads up at, at Montoursville that said it was going to collapse. So, all right, we got oh. you, Lance. But thank you so much okay. for the call. Thanks, yep. Lance. Take Always care, buddy. Always appreciated. Much appreciated. Yeah, and this was on our topic of education. CBS reported on this in KDKA, but I didn't see any other coverage of it. And this relates to pressure on teachers. Three western Pennsylvania school districts are suing the state for requiring culturally relevant and sustaining education. The Mars, Pencrest, and Laurel school districts, as well as two teachers, several school board members, and parents filed a lawsuit money to stop the Shapiro administration from implementing culturally relevant and sustaining education, known as CURSE. <laughs> How appropriate. <laughs> really? every, in every school district in Pennsylvania, Leonard Rich, the superintendent at Laurel School District, uh, said uh, CURSE goes well beyond students telling them to think, but rather what to think. He says, I'm more driven by telling students, encouraging students how to think, not teaching them what to think. Amen. There, so. there is the absolute essence of what education should be. Well, and I think this is where it should play out. In a courtroom, there they can decide you know, whether this is appropriate or not, not in the classroom where teachers implement it, and then parents flip out, and they're accused of being woke. And, of course, as we heard, teachers don't want to teach this stuff if they don't agree with it or if they think it's objectionable. Uh, we'll take your opinion about this, folks. Number one student issue, though, according to teachers, why they're quitting discipline. Students are out of control. It's gotten worse after the pandemic. And, and more teachers feel at liberty to Well, we to need leave. to bring back the Board of Education <laughs> applied to the posterior of some of the miscreants. How many times did the Board of Education touch Joe McGranahan? I was eminently familiar with it. <laughs> Little Joey knows all about <laughs> the Board of Education. All right. Uh, 570-743-9565. Uh, not to make light of what is a real critical situation, shortage of teachers. Teachers are under tremendous stress and pressure, uh, not only feeling it themselves from curricular changes, but from parents who say they're uh, wokenizing their kids. Well, how did politics get into the school system to begin with? Well, I think what happened was parents realized that some of the things students were learning, they didn't agree with. You know, they may not agree with things that relate to LGBTQ or or even unions or history matters or African-American history, of course, is kind of on the pedestal, too. Well, I guess, you know, history is maybe one of the history and civics are probably the only two subjective courses where you can actually look at the same set of facts and arrive at entirely different conclusions. I mean, there's no alternate to two plus two equals four. There's <laughs> oh, no alternate know. to ain't isn't a word in the English language. Have you watched your grandchildren <laughs> do math lately? <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean... I, I would think that this wokeism and the conservatism don't have a place in schools. I mean, what we should do is teach kids both sides of an issue and end it at there so. and not, not give our personal opinions as to, well, you know, Joe Biden stinks as a president or Joe Biden is the second coming. You know, Joe Biden is the president of the United States. Here are his strengths. Here are his weaknesses. <laughs> 
No one accuses <laughs> Joe Biden of being the second. You can say he's right. an okay president or just a vessel for good policies, but uh, oh, vessel again. Yes, they're back. <laughs> Joe's a vassal. Joe, Joe Biden's a, a vassal. vassal or a vessel. Uh, both. He okay. happens to be both. Five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. Call us now. All five lines are open. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. Mm. out of auto repair. T- Good bumper music. Lynn Hall over there taking fabulous care of us. We appreciate that. 570743. You know what that song was? No. Lynn, tell him. Oh, <laughs> the kid is hot tonight from Loverboy. Oh, jeez. Where is my brain? Holy smokes. How could I not know that? Gee, Eric. I thought it was from the 50s. I thought it was uh, Eddie Cochran and something else. There we go. Thank <laughs> you. Jeez. All right. Anyway, uh, Eric, thanks for calling in. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. And, and Joe, I'm going to agree with you. Stay on back. What? Uh, uh, public education, one of the greatest things we have here, free public education. Of course, it's not free. Uh, we pay for it with our taxes, and hence uh, politics gets involved because, <clears throat> you know, everyone wants to lower taxes or what have you. I think we might have some ideas on how to address this because there are topics that maybe need to be further discussed, whether you call them woke or conservative. Uh, you know, our students, I think, have interest in them, and it, it's part of uh, learning about our society so as we, they become older and become voters they are more informed but i firmly believe that you know let's say through the eighth grade let's say through middle school we need to be concentrating on the basics including the concentrating on the basics of american history okay basic american history and then i believe when the students are older in high school when they have some electives i mean i i know they still have electives they can then select which studies to perhaps look into a little further, and I believe that the, the parents still sign off uh, on what courses their, their kids select and so forth. So the parents, up to age 18, are, are fully involved in, in what their students may be, quote-unquote, exposed to or learning, and um, that way we are looking at the, the whole gamut of things, right? Um, some of the things that, uh, and full disclosure, my daughter-in-law does teach at Seals Grove School District. <clears throat> but some of the things that I, I think Seals Grove at least is doing well is, for instance, uh, my granddaughter is going to fifth grade camp down at Gettysburg uh, later this month. And they're going to be immersed in, in American history, but other things revolving around that. And learning something which was very significant to, to us as Pennsylvanians, but us all Americans, which is the Civil War and looking on both sides of this, why it was caused, why they fought, and, and, and really having a chance to learn more about that. 
And I think that's a good thing. Um, but again, we have to fund and be able to have a good public education system. And these, these attempts to take or allow families who are sending their kids to private school to then deduct that from their taxes, uh, I don't believe is correct. If you want to send your kid to private school, go ahead, send it. But don't expect uh, money to be taken out of the public education system to fund your kids to go to private school. But yet you support uh, forgiving college loans to kids who got degrees that they couldn't afford. I, I do. Well, I don't. So we no, agree no, in I'm part. No, question. I do. <laughs> I thought you did. I thought you argued in uh, favor of that. I think we have to. No, what I said was looking at specific people who are in public service, okay? Oh, okay. And we can include teachers, public school teachers in that, okay, to incentivize. I think for that, for them, for uh, first responders, for nurses, yes. Yes, for those specifically who are in something for public service. But does the does carte blanche say no, we're wiping out public debt? Uh, pu- no, I don't believe in that. I paid off my student loans, you know. Right. Other people have as well. But I think we have to somehow incentivize, and that's the way to get people to go into teaching and to to want to do it, because I think we have those who want to. But there's the whole gamut of social problems is, is, is there in the public schools. I frankly believe that we should not have our kids have their phones. I think that that's a distraction, and I know parents will scream, I need to be in contact with my kids, but mm-hmm. uh, have some sort of limit to with the technology we have. We should have some way of limiting kids. And, and what I understand is have the kids having their phones is one of the biggest distractions that teachers are facing in school. Gotcha. Yeah, you're right. I think, but they do have. I know in Sealands Grove, and my grandson's in the eighth grade there, uh, that they do not let them have them during the day, but they're allowed to have them. For example, at their lunch hour, and at the end of the day, they're allowed to bring lunch them, hour. but they're not allowed to use them. Well, it's not a lunch hour; it's right. lunch five minutes. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> down to twenty-five minutes total, but half of it is in line getting the meal. But I think I think that you know the thing that I like about public education is that it you that it should be used to teach kids the facts not my interpretation of the facts but the facts you know there's no argument about the battle of gettysburg was fought in july of 1863 but you know so the but interpretations of how the battle went and what the motivations were could be problematic depending on your view Thank you, Eric. Thanks for calling in. Call back if you got more to elaborate on that. Stand by, Dan, or hang on, or whatever. Yep, Dan, you'll be first up after the CBS News. You are listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. WKOK News Time. It is now 9 a.m. Time for CBS. Then we'll do some brief local headlines. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Russia is making serious claims against Ukraine this morning. Pentagon correspondent Cami McCormick has our top story. Russia accuses Ukraine of using drones today to attack the Kremlin in a failed bid to kill President Putin. It's a dramatic statement, and it's unclear if it's true. The Kremlin claims two drones were used in the alleged attack on Putin's residence within the Kremlin compound. Moscow is now saying it may use the incident 
to escalate the war in Ukraine. A senior Ukraine official says his country had nothing to do with the reported strike. Authorities in Belgrade say a seventh grader who allegedly killed eight classmates and a school guard with his father's handgun today had made a detailed plan that included the names of his victims and their classes. Police say the suspect was arrested in the schoolyard after calling police and confessing. An investigation into a motive is underway. We've just learned of another arrest in a mass shooting in Cleveland, Texas. The sheriff tells the Associated Press the wife of the suspect has now been taken into custody. The news comes hours after Francisco Oropesa was found in a home near Houston, hiding under a pile of laundry. He'd been on the run since Friday when he allegedly opened fire on a neighbor's home after he was asked to stop shooting into his yard. Deputy U.S. Marshal Joe Ruiz de Chavez. This was an atrocious crime that devastated this community and this country. Five neighbors were killed, including a nine-year-old boy. Fear is rippling through campus at UC Davis after three separate stabbings in the last week, two of them deadly. I did not expect my senior year for any of this to be happening, especially in Davis. After multiple killings near the University of California, Davis, there's still no suspect in custody. Three stabbings over the last week, all within roughly a mile of campus in a small city which hadn't seen a homicide since 2019. That's Carl. Correspondent Carter Evans reporting. Today, the Federal Reserve is expected to raise interest rates yet again. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger. The rationale is that even though the economy is slowing down, prices remain high, and that is why the Fed is most likely going to raise interest rates for the 10th consecutive time. Top Hollywood actors are showing solidarity with TV and movie writers who've begun their second day of a strike. Josh Gad on the picket line outside Fox Studios in L.A. They are the reason that I get to work. So I'm out here alongside of them today fighting for, I think, very reasonable things. S&P futures up four, Dow futures ahead nine. This is CBS News. Need to hire quality candidates fast? You need Indeed. Their powerful hiring platform helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Visit Indeed.com credit. When they're investigating, we can't stop watching. This month on BritBox, sit back, relax, and enjoy watching The Detectives. Discover Britain's most bingeable mysteries, including the brand new season of Grace, the hit series based on the books by best-selling author Peter James. Unwind with The Detectives you could watch all night long. Stream them all now exclusively on BritBox. Endlessly intriguing. Start your free trial at BritBox.com. In business, everything your employees do impacts your brand, including what they wear. Cintas has high-performance workplace apparel for almost every job imaginable. From work shirts and pants to polos and khakis to Oxfords or T-shirts, these clothes move, breathe, and look great. Your team gets the styles they like, you convey the image you want. And Cintas service includes weekly laundry and delivery. To learn more, visit Cintas.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the workday. A lot of young people might choose to tune out King Charles' official crowning on Saturday. If you don't care about the coronation this weekend, don't worry. A lot of Brits don't either. A new survey found that almost 80% of Brits between the ages of 18 and 24 are not interested, saying that King Charles is, quote, out of touch. Those numbers decrease with the older generations. The results also coincided with ethnicity, with more than half of non-Caucasian Brits saying that the monarchy has a problem with diversity. Jen Clark, CBS News. Big ups for a sixer. Speed, driving, spinning, fading, hit. 
Philly center Joel Embiid is the NBA's new MVP. It's been a long time coming. You know, a lot of hard work. You know, I've been through a lot. And I'm, just, I'm not just talking about basketball. I'm talking about, you know, everything as a life. Embiid was born in Cameroon and didn't learn to play hoops till he was a teenager. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Heart failure, carpal tunnel syndrome, shortness of breath, stomach issues, lower back pain. How does it all add up? If you have heart failure and any of those seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, it's time to talk with your cardiologist and get the full picture. They may add up to transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy. ATTRCM is a rare and underdiagnosed disease. Recognize the signs and discuss them with your doctor soon. Learn more at connectwithyourheart.com. That's connectwithyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the Mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is here. Lynn Hall's our fabulous producer on the other side of the glass. We appreciate her help and hard work. Dan is on the line. He's been wading through the CBS break because we started out talking about education. And uh, he probably knows what's wrong with education today. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, interesting program. That... I agree. Public school, when it first started, it started out good. And one of the many reasons it started out good is they incorporated Scripture into all their disciplines of the school system. Reading, you learn to read. They use passages from Scripture. I have an old reader here somewhere. I couldn't find it this morning. But it had all the different things like A is for Adam, the first man. And everything when you learn the letter A, stuff like that, they incorporated into it. B is for Beelzebub. Beelzebub. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it could be. Stuff, things like that. Well, we, we... got long far away from that when even the scripture today's looked down upon by a lot of people in the public school system and because scripture teaches discipline that's why there's no discipline in the schools today (laughs) i think you're making a big leap yeah, I think you are, Dan. I think you're making a giant leap there. Yeah, I understand the Bible probably teaches about discipline in one manner or another, but that wouldn't limit the teachers say they're leaving because there's no discipline. That doesn't come from the Bible. It comes from the front office right. and from parents. So, yeah, that, but they they're ignoring the scripture because they they don't think it has any relevance 
to today. No, but I think you're, where you're missing the point is that we've become a more diverse nation than we were back in those days. We have many people of many different religions. We have, what, 147 Protestant sects. We have a <laughs> yeah, lot of other churches. Of all, no, but you, you can't teach everybody, you can't teach everybody your beliefs, Dan, just because you believe them. I don't think religion today has a place in the schools. I don't. Hey, the Bible is a, it, it is a history book. It's a history book. It has all the Jewish history from the get-go, from the beginning. And but we're not teaching Jewish. We're not teaching Jewish history. We're teaching history as a general principle, and American history we should be teaching in particular. Well, yeah. <laughs> It's not. It's not necessarily all a book on religion. It's history. Whatever the scripture teaches about science, it's a hundred percent right. You can't find anything in scripture contradictory. Everything's proven gradually. We what we don't know hurts us, but gradually scripture comes out right. Like the earth is a is a spear that was in scripture in the book of isaiah but how long did it take man to discover that's that not as, why, that's not why teachers said yesterday that's not why earth, teachers dan are leaving they, the profession today they're not leaving the profession because we're not teaching scripture they're leaving the no, profession it's, disi it's discipline that's taught by scripture well, but besides that we'll get out of that but i'm not going to also... get anywhere there but vouchers. Hey, I have friends that are not rich. They they are scraping to send their kids to, to I'll say it, Christian school because they cannot stand what's being taught in the public school. The lack of discipline, the lack of any kind of sensible teaching, they can't stand it. They do they send their kids to private Christian school, and they sacrifice. Well, and right. I think there should be a system <laughs> that they could get a some kind of a voucher. I I don't. There's a right, there can be a good way to do it. That may help. That they don't have to. <laughs> they have an option. Dan, I what's think wrong with an option? I think that's a factor, but I also know that there's a shortage of teachers in private schools and religious schools, too. So Catholic schools have a terrible teacher shortage, and they teach religion all day long. So having yeah, religion well, is no, in the no, school. They teach a lot of other stuff besides Scripture. They teach, you know, you, you look at some of the people come out of Catholic schools, they're really great. They learn a great lot in that time. But the and teachers... Probably some of them are advanced further than what you would get in a public school. Right, that's Same fine. Same with the Christian school. Right, that's okay. You I know. agree with that. I it's think the not, school should be it's separate. Not the pup, it's not the kid's fault. It's the system. Okay. We went. Dan. They went, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, our schools are losing teachers because of lack of discipline is a is the number one factor. The exact same thing is happening in religious and private schools also. So having scripture in school does not ensure discipline. That's all I'm trying to say. So well, you can say whatever you know. You can't help yourself, but 
I can't. You, it, it, the truth's the truth if you look at so it. So, are you say, saying well, that... What the, happened? Well, what happened? Dan, Scripture was taken out of the school. Now, Dan, are you saying that Christian schools beat kids? Is that what you're telling no, us, Dan, uh, that that's, that's the discipline I, they employ? So how is their discipline I, I different? They can use the they can use the rod of discipline. They can if so necessary. Christian okay. schools are allowed to beat children. Is that what you're telling us? Oh, come on, it's a no. Bad. Well, that's what you're, you're saying. You're, you're saying. allowed to spank where the Lord give you a place to spank on your <laughs> rear end, just like you. Is got that in the Bible that you can be spanked in the rear end? I don't remember yep. seeing that there. Where's that? In the in the Proverbs. The rod, you read the, the book child. of Doesn't Proverbs, have anything to do with beating somebody in the rear end. If you spare it, oh, no. what's taught in there Joe, is Joe, Joe. if you beat your son, he will he will grow up to be right. All right, we got you. All right, we got well, you. Well, then that's you it. Dare, we just got to start. Discipline. We got to start beating children. All right, I'm glad you, we not, solved the not, problem. You're, you're taking it. To, Come on, you're Joe. making me sound like something different and right. I'm saying it's never right to beat somebody it's right to spank yeah, on the rear end is okay. the same as we got when we were in school maybe you didn't get any maybe you oh, were a I good got little it. boy no, no I got it <laughs> Joe I knew where the too. principal's and office look, <laughs> you turned, how did you feel it helped you I didn't feel it how helped me at the time out? didn't help me at the time Dan <laughs> it created it looked a, at a you now spirit. you're you you uh, had a full time job. You became successful, the same as me. He's a long The same as now. a lot of us that were brought up with discipline. All right, we got to hit the road, Dan. We thank you so much. The law. We're not in the penitentiary. We're not out shooting people. <laughs> thank you, sir. Well, you got that right, yep, Dan. You guys have with a you on good that one. one. Take care, buddy. Have yeah, a good one. Thank you yep. so much. All right, uh, we are talking about education. Teachers are leaving in droves. Discipline is one of the major factors and has been for the better part of a century. Lack of discipline in schools. I realize I was pulling Dan's leg to a certain extent there, but, I mean, what would the difference be? Are you aware of the difference in discipline between public schools and private schools? I, I don't know what... I they mean, probably still paddle in They're all schools. governed by state law, and there are state laws that make teachers mandatory reporters, not mandatory whippers. <laughs> well, paddling isn't beating a kid, as you call it. So what's the discipline? I mean, the, the fact that you tell the t- kids, sit down. Well, if the kid doesn't sit down, where do you go from there? They go to the Do you splinter? slam them into the seat, or do you, you know, well, we're going to take you to the principal's office. They go to the splinter implantation department down at the assistant principal's office. I think the real problem is that parents don't support the teachers. It used to be if I came mm-hmm. home and said that the teacher uh, gave me a heck or, or you right. know, slapped me with a ruler, my parents would do worse to me. Right. But today, the you know the teacher, the parents in there saying, "What's wrong with you? Why did you discipline my Johnny?" All right. That's part of the problem. Five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. We started out talking about why teachers are leaving the classroom. Many say discipline. Others say stress. Others say they're on the hot seat all the time from parents. Political stuff. Others say right. Others say they don't like to teach the content that is too liberal. I think is the most often complaint from them, uh, from teachers. So, what's your view on? This topic, 5707439565. On the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Do please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll free line open, 5707439565.
570-743-9565. That's 570-743-WKOK. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM in your text. We do have some very brief news headlines. There is one candidate on the ballots in Northumberland County for district attorney. His name is Mike O'Donnell, and he wants you to write him in on the Democratic ticket as well, and he's campaigning hard. Even as the only candidate right now, I'm still putting in this hard work because I want to show you know the citizens of this county the type of work ethic I have and what I'm going to do once I'm in office. I mean, really need the support of the people to get stuff done here, and uh, there's a lot to get done. And that is uh, Mike O'Donnell. You can hear his full interview on the WKOK podcast page. AP reporting in Harrisburg, a bill to broaden protections for LGBTQ people passed in the state house, but has a very uncertain future in the Republican Senate. Under the bill, it would be illegal to discriminate against LGBTQ people in housing, workplaces, and public service. Republicans say, though, it will infringe on their religious rights for athletic teams to allow transgender athletes to play, use bathrooms that correspond with their gender identity, force doctors. It would force doctors to perform gender-affirming care, even if they didn't want to. It would create new forms of discrimination, according to Republicans. A cemetery, oh, Joe, you like history, a cemetery not far from the state capitol being recognized for its significance in African-American histories. Here, Joe, bone up, you don't know. I'm familiar with the cemetery you're talking about. Here we go. April 27th marked the 100th day since Democrat Josh Shapiro was sworn in as Pennsylvania's 48th governor, and even some on the other side of the aisle are praising his performance thus far. Senate President Pro Tem Kim Ward. The Midland Cemetery in Swatera Township, Dauphin County, has been recognized by the National Register of Historic Places. It's the final resting place for former slaves whose descendants fought in the Civil War and helped to populate the nearby borough of Steelton. The work to preserve the area is mostly due to the efforts of Barbara Barksdale and others who make up the Friends of Midland Cemetery. She says being placed on the National Register solidifies the land and its contents as a place of historic value and also helps to make sure it won't be destroyed. I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK. And Republican State Senator Doug Mastriano scored some points yesterday in the Public <laughs> Opinion Department. He led a beagle march through the state capitol. If you haven't seen pictures of this, folks, it is about the cutest thing in history. Uh, he led dogs through the state capitol, beagles <laughs> who had been rescued from animal testing labs. The march came as Mastriano introduced legislation to prohibit testing on dogs and cats in Pennsylvania. So good for him. <laughs> now he's turned his life to good. So thank you. Uh, on the topic of education and why teachers are leaving, one of our listeners says... Separation of church and state. Right, so we can't have... I don't think that's why they're leaving. I think he's making the point that that should be enforced. Right, so I agree. Okay, Stan is first up. And as we launch back into phone, Stan will be the last caller before a quickie break. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning. I didn't hear the first part of the show, but... Uh, Joe, you said a statement there that uh, one of the reasons teachers are leaving is possibly because of discipline and the parents won't back them up, and I totally agree with that. You know, back in, you're right, back in the day when I was in school, not quite as long ago as you, but I was. it's been a while, uh, <laughs> if I got in trouble and I went home and the teachers, you know, left, sent a note home or whatever with the parents, I usually got in more trouble, which isn't a good thing, in my opinion. So I learned that I don't cause trouble 
and I stay out of trouble, and right. things are a lot easier, don't you think? I agree. I agree. Yeah, the so, hardest part was being sent home with the note, note that yep. said you were in trouble. Or, or the phone call, or whatever, you know? Either way. You know, so, but today, kids go in and lip off. My, my boy, he, he's dating a girl that's, uh, she's a teacher down in the Reading School District. And things are really wild down there. She, she's a middle school teacher. She gets cussed out by the students in the hallway and everything else. She can't do nothing. So, you know, where's the answer? I, I don't know. You know, when I was in sixth grade, I had a teacher that he carried one of those pointers around. And if somebody, most of the time it went down across somebody's desk, he'd break them. Every now and then it would hit somebody on the back. It would straighten people up because nobody wanted that. They, they, they knew that, you know, you, you screw off and that's what happens. And I did see one, he uh, used a board of education on a kid one time. Only once. Yeah. <laughs> Stood him straight up. So, and, and he didn't do it, you know, didn't do anything. I don't even remember what he did. He probably doesn't even remember what he did. But, uh, you know, it straightened him out. And he was one of the, you know, town cops kids. So, it happened. But, yeah, I don't want anybody beaten, you know, until they're bloody and raw. But an occasional paddle across the butt probably wouldn't hurt some of these kids. Joe needed multiple applications of the Board of <laughs> well, Education. So some people are a little thicker and harder skulled than others. <laughs> they don't go. learn quite as quick. You know. But, um, so, I mean, the question but, becomes, what do we what do we do with a kid? I mean, you know, Dan seems to think we read them scripture and that's going to turn their life around in the middle of third grade. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, the teachers need to have some clear cut backup from the administration. If a kid misbehaves in class, there are clear and instant consequences because a teacher can't teach 25 other kids if one is unruly and they don't do something about it. I mean, it exactly. just can't happen. Well, and what are the kids seeing out there in the world? Okay, what are they seeing? Right now, what we see is the, the government, the ones that are supposed to be in control and keep chaos from happening, allowing chaos on our southern border. And it's only getting worse. So they see this, they say, what does it matter what I do? They're not going to do anything to me. You know, and in certain cities, the criminals can commit crime and they're out on cashless bail. They just let them go to go out and recommit. So they say, why should I behave in school? Nothing's going to happen to me. That's what they're seeing. And until that gets straightened out, and I don't know, some people can call it maybe need more religion in their life. I don't know. It probably wouldn't hurt on some, does. some people, but I think enforcement of the laws would go a whole lot further in solving some of this problem. Well, consistency. Maybe I would make the same argument you are, but I would use the word consistency. That we have to enforce, I agree, all the laws as they're written. If we don't like the law and the law is bad, then change the law. But enforce it. I agree with you. And I think that sets an example for kids. When they turn on the nightly news and they see kids in Portland who don't like something going on in their community, and so they set fire to a grocery store. Sure, January 6th. <laughs> you know, and, Jan you well, and like January, okay, January 6th is another good example. I will agree with you on uh, that. But, but, okay, January 6th was a right. I agree with that. But those people are being punished. Okay? There's a difference there. All of 2020 is seeing the Black Lives Matter movement and the Antifa go out there and destroy cities, burn them to the ground in certain areas of the cities. And most of those people were never prosecuted, never arrested, and never served a penalty. Now, there have been a few, but nowhere near what it should have been. What are the numbers? And, and they see this. 
What are the numbers right. of 2020 prosecutors who were or prosecutions that didn't happen? Uh, how many did happen, Mark? How many? How many people were actually uh, arrested and convicted of assaulting the cops and stuff? There were some, but there was a lot of people getting assaulted and stuff that nothing ever happened to the. Gotcha. Oh, we'll Fair trust enough. you on that one. All right, we got you, Stan. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Dan. All right, have a good one. All right, standby callers. And if you wish to get in queue, 570-743-9565. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We are talking about what is it in the classroom that makes it so the teachers are leaving in droves from private schools, Catholic schools, religious schools, and public schools in particular. So they got a crisis. And teachers. today's Teacher Appreciation Day, and we do appreciate teachers. <laughs> Some days. All right, uh, Joseph, is it discipline? Do you agree with the teachers that discipline's the problem? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And. I think Dan brought it up very well. I think Joe did too. Joe, when you said about the Board of, Board of Correction, you were talking about paddling in the school, right? Yipper. Yes, that's right. Would you classify that as beating? <laughs> well, when I was betting it applied to me, I would. I know that, but now. <laughs> no. Well, I don't recall in great detail anymore what the pain felt like. I just recall that I had the application a few times. Right, and I, I as well, okay. Uh, but what scale. Dan was saying, and, and please don't misinterpret this, okay? He was saying what Proverbs said, and, and it simply says, uh, Withhold not correction from a child, okay. for if thou beat him with a rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with a rod, and shall deliver his soul from hell. Right That's in. a quote from our Heavenly Father. Now, I don't think he meant to beat him until the blood come out. No. It was correction on the backside, and I, I'm telling you, when I was in school... And I'd have to go up to the office. Man, I was sweating. <laughs> I was sweating because I know what was coming. You know what I'm saying? Right. And even in sixth grade, they had a rubber hose, the teacher did, Harry Bingham. Rubber Bingaman. hose. Oh, and he would take you out in the corn cob shed, the woodshed, and he'd lay that baby on you. And I'm telling you, you had some stripes. But I'm telling wow. you, it, 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 it hindered me from acting up in class, okay, a lot. Okay, now, but let me ask you one question, Joseph. On the phone here. May I ask you a question, Joseph? What was the offense for which you got the rubber hose applied? I mean, what did you have to do? I, I can't remember, but it was disobedience. And, and I was a bad, bad kid. I mean, I hated school. I played hooky. I didn't like, I didn't listen. You know, I, that's just the way I was. I was rebellious. And I remember one time in math class, and this was a teacher that 
he was a customer of my, my father. My father had a coal business, and we were friends, you know, I mean, uh, family friends and so forth. He was my math teacher, Paul Reamer. He's deceased now, but he was a good teacher. And he said, something happened in class, and I had a smirk on my face. He said, Joseph, you wipe that smirk off your face. And I thought, I didn't say anything. I thought, huh, this is a free country. I can do what I please. I'm not hurting anybody. I kept the smirk on. He didn't say a word. But he walked calmly back to the back of the class, and I thought I won. But he come up behind me. <laughs> he grabbed me by the hair, lifted me in the desk uh, up in the air, and that's probably why I'm bald today, and threw me both, <laughs> those, both out the door. I actually peed my pants. I mean, I was so scared. Buddy, I'm telling you, when I went back in that class, I never had a smirk on my face again. Because, you know, I, I had reverently fear for that, that teacher. Okay, but now he would be arrested for assault. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But he was, there was discipline taught. And now I want to bring this back to the fact of the matter. Uh, now, I read, uh, I quoted to you Old Testament there. In the New Testament, it says the same thing. In Hebrews, it says, if, you, uh, if you're a child of Yahweh, you're going to be chastened. And if you endure chastisement, he delights with you. And then it says, here's what it says. If you be without chastisement, in other words, he's not correcting you, your Heavenly Father. You're a bastard, a fatherless child. That's a bastard. And that's what the Scripture says. It says that in King James. You're a bastard if you don't have correction. Well, I had children of my own. I had foster children. I had two adopted children. And here's the situation that happened. You're not allowed to discipline corporal punishment to a foster child, right? Right. And, and so... These were both blind boys. The adopted child and the foster child were blind. And they were young teenagers. And I noticed in the foster child, he was, he was just acting strange uh, of late, you know. Uh, and it, it just went on for a month or so. I, I didn't put my finger on it. And one day the, other, the adopted child came in, and he said, Dad, he said, uh, Tim's out there, and I know he's right there with me. Can't me, either one of them can see. And he said, I, you know, he won't answer me. He won't, you know. And I, I called Tim in. I said, Tim, this has been going on for a while. I said, this has got to stop. And I said, if it doesn't stop, you're going to get disciplined like my children get disciplined. And they, he knew what my children got. Well, here's the story. It wasn't 10 minutes, I don't think. And it was in the summertime. The door was open. The screen door was shut. And so I heard Mike say, Tim, Tim, Tim. Tim went, and he was standing right behind him. I went out, I took him by the hand. Now, this is a big boy. He was as tall as I was. All right, what does this relate to the schools? Obviously, well, I'm talking you're using... about discipline. We're okay, talking about so you're using corporal and the discipline. Effect it gotcha. has. All right, that's what fine. it has on the teachers today, so please let me... No, uh, no, we'll just stipulate that it works, uh, and it here, works for you, happened. and it worked for them. I took my belt, and I gave him like three, three swats on the backside, and that boy changed his attitude. He was cheerful as a metal lark. Here's what was happening. I was disciplining my children. He was left out of that discipline, so therefore, like the Scripture says, if you be without you discipline go. of your Heavenly Father, if He doesn't correct you, you're a bastard. You're not one of the group. So now he felt like one of a group. Gotcha. You see, I didn't withhold the discipline from him. I saved his soul from hell. Good for you. All right, got to hit the road, <laughs> But sir. I didn't beat him till the blood come out. <laughs> Yeah, right. and I tell you, corporal punishment isn't implied today. We come through the Dr. Spock era. Don't beat the child. Don't correct the child. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks Thank for calling in. 
part of that story. Very much appreciate it. Still doesn't answer my question about what the difference is between discipline in a public school and a private school. I mean, both Dan and Joseph mm-hmm. have indicated that they're... Well, Joseph is referring back to his days in public school, which are not dissimilar to our days in public school. Everything relates to parents. It has nothing to do with the schools. Kids perform well in school if they have got tough, disciplined parents, and they perform poorly if the parents let them rove free. Lance, you're on the mark. You get one minute, and then we hit the break. Peggy, stand by. You are going to be next after the break, but Lance, go ahead. I had about three different things. I guess I'll call back tomorrow, but one of the things that we should talk about, though, is the Bible, the Christian Bible itself. Even if you are an atheist, it is a good thing to read. One of the most famous atheists in our history was Albert Einstein, and he kept the King James Bible on his desk that he looked to for wisdom and guidance because basic truths of life are in there for all. Even if you say that every one of those stories is a myth, it's superlative. Okay, but how is that going to help? How is that going to help a teacher maintain discipline in the classroom? I don't think reading scripture to a fourth grader is going to say, "Oh, I heard the scripture. I'm going to behave now." It's not legal. He <laughs> can't. And it's not legal, right? Well, that's the other side of the coin. No, I, I don't think it was the cause. It was an effect of the horrible things that were going on in the country. Okay, they took the Bible out of school. Quite naturally, a society that was in decay would do something like that. Okay. Hey, like listen, we got to move on, Lance. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate your call. Take Back. care, sir. All right. 570-743-9565. Stand by, Peggy. You are next. Welcome back. Right. And Peggy, you're on the mark from Sunbury. Thank you very much for taking my call this morning, and I would be remiss if I didn't call in. Uh, I went to public school, uh, first grade in Danville, uh, um, first ward, and then the rest of the time Hill Elementary School for elementary, and junior high and senior high in Sunbury. Anyway, uh, my son went to a Christian school in Northern Virginia from kindergarten through the middle of of, uh, seventh grade during a family crisis, and if it wasn't for my strong belief in God and Jesus and my faith, and uh, also um, putting him in a Christian school during the family crisis of our painful divorce. Uh, he probably wouldn't have survived so well. And he's now, I'm very proud to say, a, a Chief Petty Officer of the United States Navy, 17 years. But he got his uh, background from family, uh, faith and family and God. I'm a God family faith person. And uh, raising him in a Christian home, as well as the Christian school during the family crisis. And I'm all for public school, too, but they need discipline in the public school that they're not getting. And also, Christian school is having trouble with discipline, too, but so what's the answer? But I'm very, very grateful for the public school education I received uh, here in Sunbury, and uh, also for my son being in the Christian school in Northern Virginia, in Alexandria, Virginia, during the family crisis that protected him, and he helped him immensely. And I agree with your uh, person that spoke up in your program that discipline be, starts in the family at home. And I read the Bible every day, and I pray every day, and, um, and, and God's Word speaks to you. But, but what is the difference between the, you, you said even in Christian schools they're having trouble with discipline. So what, is, what was it about this Christian school that helped your son available or the, as opposed to public school? If they both have the same problems, what was the difference? 
uh, his faith in Jesus. Uh, he was born again in Christian school. So, in other uh, words, that, uh, that stopped him from misbehaving, just that. Oh, yeah, his belief mm-hmm. in God and, and faith and family and all the tender, loving care and support he got in the Christian school during our family crisis. Okay, thank you. Yep, thank we got you, you. All right, thank you so much. Next, we visit Mrs. O's house to talk about education. How appropriate. Good morning, Cindy. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. Well, for those who don't know, I did serve on the school board for years, for four years. Plus, I was heavily involved in public schools, not just here, but in other communities across the Commonwealth for about 20 years. And, you know, I never heard, I never, literally never heard a teacher complain about discipline. But what they did complain about to me was the accountability system that has been put into place with schools. And what I mean by that is the testing of students on an annual basis to see if they are actually learning to read, write, do math, do science, know their civics. And the teachers everywhere I went complained at length about being held accountable for this. (laughs) Now, was there a consequence to them personally if their students did not achieve adequately? No, there was not. Not at all. But they didn't want that documented because, of course, even the most unprofessional of them, in my mind, uh, were embarrassed by the fact that some of them weren't adequately achieving their job. Now, as a nurse, I can tell you that we have a process in place to gauge whether or not we're delivering the care that we're supposed to be delivering to patients. And it's measured. Someone goes around and says, did Cindy do this? Did Cindy do that? Did Cindy do this? All of which should be done for this kind of patient. And if they, if I did not, then someone would come and counsel me about doing better. They might see that so many of the nurses aren't doing it that they would have some kind of special training program to try to improve the quality of care. But out of the teaching profession, the response I saw was just a huge pushback. Don't be measuring these kids. Don't be asking me why only two of the 10 of the 20 kids in my room are reading on grade level. And maybe it isn't the teacher themselves. Maybe it's the materials that they've been provided with. Maybe they have too many students in their classroom. They need a a lower class level. Maybe the teacher does need professional training to do a better job. I saw teachers push back against when a process, a program came in that was going to supposedly raise student achievement. Oh, no, we can't be doing that. I've been doing it this way for 25 years, and you can't expect me to change my behavior. Never mind that the students in that person's classroom were not learning to read adequately. Cindy, let me ask something of you that your your experience would qualify you to answer. After all this year, these years of public education, there surely must be well-established best practices that could be implemented across the country to benefit the students. Yep. So there are such standards, but why aren't they they uniformly adopted? There are actual programs, processes, ways to teach, different from what's been taught in colleges, different from what teachers learned when they were learning how to be a teacher 20, 30 years ago. Yes, there are proven methods for improving achievement. And, you know, we've talked about this before. You know, some people will say to you, well, the kids can't do it because we're just, this is all just average people here, and so they can't possibly achieve this. But oddly enough, I'm pretty sure that the people in Lycoming County are average just like we are, and yet they had 100% of their kids in the elementary school reading on grade level. 
What? Wow. Oh, yeah, they did. Repeatedly, year after year. Now, if they can do that with their average children, why can't we? Yeah, they, you would think they'd even have more challenges with an urban area as part of the catchment area for Lycoming well, County. <laughs> so, I, you know, and some people would say, oh, it's poverty. And yet the poor children there were learning to read. Yeah. Well, now, so did, it, did, anybody Cindy, did anybody analyze the difference, how they succeeded, where yes. others are failing? Yes. Well, what was the answer? The methodologies they used to teach the children. Wow. Okay. All right. Best practices emerge. All right. What but, else? You know, I don't want to change how I do this. I've been doing it for 20 years, and I don't want to change my behavior. Yeah, think of all my smart graduates who did well. Exactly. No, no, we we may it, leave a few kids behind, but most of them did well. Well, I can tell you that from my years of running businesses, the words I hated the mer- most when I took over a new radio station was, we've always done it this exactly. way. Exactly. <laughs> and, and let's be honest, that society has imposed some pretty unrealistic expectations on teachers. For example, you know, in a hospital, if you're critically ill, we put you in a special place, the critically ill patient place, we call it ICU, and specially trained nurses are in there caring for you, and they have fewer patients per nurse than on the regular floor, right? right? But we don't do that in public school. If you have a child who has multiple special needs, maybe they don't speak English, Maybe they uh, are blind. We integrate them into the classroom and tell the teacher among the 20 children that they're teaching they have to make all the accommodations for that child. That's ridiculous. That's flat out ridiculous. Now why do we do that? Well, because advocates for the special needs children feel they're best served when they're integrated into the regular classroom. Mainstream. Anything empirical to either refute that or to acknowledge it as being true? Well, the, you don't see the scores. Of, we've moved these children in. It's been that process now for 15, 20 years. So one would expect, if it's true, that their achievement should have gone up, right? Because now they're in the regular classroom. Has that happened? No. <laughs> <laughs> this right. is like saying if we gave everybody an aspirin, nobody would have a heart attack. <laughs> Right? So we give everybody an aspirin, and lo and behold, people are still having heart attacks. Well, what, what has happened, Sydney? There's another shoe to drop there. Have the students who uh, are not have those special needs kids who are being uh, accommodated against, if you will, have their scores dropped? They have not improved. They've not improved. So they've and remained in some static. Cases, let me point this out. Who's really this has come at the expense of are the gifted children and the highest achieving achieving mm. children because the teacher understandably has to focus on the kid that's not successful and so they don't have the time the energy the effort to put forward to moving forward those gifted children and so they languish this is, I mean we're sabotaging the rocket scientists the physicists the mm-hmm. heart surgeons. We're not providing them with what they need while we're focused on trying to provide this other group of children what they need. And that's become the the norm in schools pushed by advocates who believe that all the children should be together like they are in a street, right? They should all be together. 
All right, we got you. Thank yeah. you so Good much. Point, Cindy. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate really your appreciate call. appreciate that. We want to remind everybody on the mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury. And, of course, don't forget the Kia dealership on Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. I've been advocating for Joe to get a brand-new vehicle, and I think we got him uh, ready to go in a Kia Telluride because it has a top speed of about 120 miles an hour. Yeah, 291 horsepower, 3.8-liter V6 is the one I ordered for him. The vehicle is going to cost less than $50,000. It has the highest score of any vehicle in the Consumer Reports magazine that just came out. It's one of the top 10 vehicles in the U.S., and there's probably 100 vehicles of different species that are available in the U.S. The Kia Telluride's number one, uh, 97 the score. The only thing they got detracted on was that uh, Joe wasn't tall enough to see over the dashboard. <laughs> so they're going to give him a pillow. But everybody else is going to be enjoying this vehicle. It's a Kia Telluride. I got him the double rich blue. I need to it's tell you, but I'm taller than you are. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, I can't see over the dash either. It's it's a personal problem. That's why I bought a truck and a seating cushion at the same time. But actually, my Ford truck has the seats adjustable enough I can see over the dash. But anyway, uh, we digress. Kia Telluride. That's the vehicle Joe's going. But if you need a new Kia or want to a pre-owned vehicle that's certified or a brand new Hyundai or a Ford. They don't have on the lot what you want. You can order one up, but they got tons of inventory these days. We just saw a good family up in Lewisburg drive off the Sunbury Motor Company's Kia lot with a brand new Telluride. And boy, that car is a looker. So you'll look good too driving a Kia Telluride from Sunbury Motor Company. Mm. Mm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I... I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Mm. Out of auto repair. Welcome back. Joe, what do you want to do next? All right, well, we have Harry waiting, and we have another caller, and we have an email to read. So, Harry, you're on the mark. All right, guys, good morning. I think part of the problem with the education uh, is and teachers leaving is uh, it, it, it's many, many things, but I think a good portion of it is the fact that I don't think there's enough people coming along to teach, um, you know, that particular age group that would be the people coming along. That's when there was not as many people being born, so that certainly doesn't help. I also think that there's too many people being involved in teaching what or deciding what should be taught that have no idea. When we were in school, um, you had a superintendent, you had a principal, and you had a vice principal. Now you have like four or five different people in charge of curriculum, uh, which should have been the principal and superintendent's job, and you have the school boards more involved with it, and you take away a lot of the knowledge of what should be taught from the people who should be teaching it, the teachers being able to have more input on it. They teach, they teach them now to take tests, not to really learn anything. Um, 
and and discipline is a big thing because you can't. I mean, if you raise your voice to a child right now, you're guilty of, of child abuse. Let alone bringing back the board of education, which I was quite familiar with in my school school career. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but you know, I think also when you look at it, we teach we don't teach life skills in schools. If you want to if you want to see proof of that, go to a store. If you can even find one that has a cashier anymore, go to a store where they ring something up and it's $9.01 or $9.26. Let's do it that way. Right. You give them $9, they punch it into the computer and you say, oh, by the way, I have a penny here. <laughs> then you watch them scramble, try to figure out how to make the change. <laughs> uh, I guess maybe I have a little mean streak in me because I like to do that sometimes. And I had... I had a kid saying, you know, they thought like I was trying to steal from them. I said, son, if I was trying to steal from you, there would be zeros behind it, not 75 cents or 25 cents. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, we don't teach critical thinking. We teach to take a test. We don't teach history. We don't teach them why stuff happened, how we can avoid um, making the same mistakes. We don't teach things that are important to learn. We teach how to take a test. Yeah, but if you don't test, if you don't test, how are you going to know that a school is falling behind? Like you, we talked about Lacoma County schools or the elementary school kids are on a reading on grade level, but we know in some of the schools around here, the students are not reading on grade level. How would you be able to do that? How can you tell, let's say it's the Lawrence School District, how can you tell that school district to start using best practices, those methodologies? How can you tell them that unless you test and compare? Well, that's that's fine, Mark. But what we're doing is we're testing them on, on uh, uh, I, I don't know what all these tests are anymore, but if they're not learning to read, then you go back to what, what were you teaching them in that reading class? If they're not learning math, you go back to how you were teaching them or what you were teaching them. In anything you're teaching, we don't take it subject by subject, and then we wonder why they can't read. You know, you're doing all these uh, common core things and everything. That's not teaching anybody anything. All right, that's gotcha. teaching them to be part of the part of go along with the crowd type thing. But until you actually teach the core subjects, it doesn't matter how they take a test because they're not going to do well and they're not going to show proficiency. Right. Nobody learns at the same rate or the same style. No, it's Nobody. true enough. Hey. All right, we got you. Thank you Thanks, so much. Harry. Good Harry. points. Thank yeah, you, sir. Much appreciated. Okay, read fast. Yeah, we have a, a great email here that we want to get in. I'm a retired teacher, it says. It was the best job in the world, but my friends still in the profession have said I am lucky to be out of the classroom. Things have certainly changed in the last decade since I retired. The teachers are still plugging away and are wonderful educators, but they have their hands tied. The students are running the classroom, and discipline by the teachers is hobbled by the administrators and school boards. The staff is afraid to do anything because of being hauled across the coals on social media by the parents who have moved to the position that their children are never responsible for anything. Everybody gets a trophy or a ribbon. This is not the way the world works, or at least it didn't years ago. I still believe that education should not only be centered around math, reading, history, science, etc., but 
also should have some problem-solving abilities taught, common-sense thinking, taking responsibility for their actions, and finally being tolerant of each other when there are disagreements and not just kick, hit, and scream at each other. The parents and good family values are still the keys to good kids. Unfortunately, parents and people today think that it's better to kick, hit, and scream at each other for everything, no matter how trivial. Fix this and you are well on the way to fixing education. If you can shoplift, commit crimes, and not be held in jail in the real world and not have any consequences, is it any wonder why kids act irresponsibly when there are no consequences in the classroom? Great letter. All right, Joseph, you get a couple seconds. Go right ahead. Okay, I have an answer to uh, this question. Why Christian schools have a problem? They hear the word, but they don't obey it. That's why. They're out of compliance. (laughs) All right, we got you, Joseph. Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in. Thank you, everybody, for participating. Thank you, Joe, for our topic about education. Uh, I believe Teacher's Appreciation Day. Appreciate a teacher. We've got a guest in here tomorrow, Joanne Stair, the new state representative, will be in our studios tomorrow. This is WKOK Sunbury.